Good evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast, and I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show, and here we are in the fourth day of training camp, and there's a lot of events that have been going on, and I just want to share with you what's been happening at training camp the best of my ability. There's so much information coming out of there. Um, I'll try to get as much as I can to the fans that deserve it because you get your Raider fix here, yes, here at the Raider Nation podcast. A few announcements here. August 6th celebrates Jim Otto, the ultimate Raider, and we will be there at the Lamplighter Sports Bar in Napa, California, 12 noon and on, $10 for all those who are 5 and up. And if you're under 5, you can eat all you want for free. And the rest of us can belly up to the bar for our cocktail beverages. And questions about the event, you can call the Grizz uh, from the 66 Mob at area code 209-996-2684. Raider fans, make it a point to be there. There could be special guests because we are right around the corner from training camp and you just never know. So August, August 28th also, Raider Nation celebration. Let's try to make it there, Raider fans. That is going to be something to go to as well. Um, I'll be telling you some more about that as well. It's a great event. Uh, Al Davis, uh, Mr. Davis is opening up the doors to the fan. And I think if you are a fan, you should get out there. Make it a point. Show him that you appreciate him keeping the Oakland Raiders here in Oakland, California. Okay. We're going to talk about Rich Gannon and Travian Smith. We're going to talk about training camp, uh, the injury list, uh, rookie report on what's going on with rookies, uh, offensive observations and defensive observations thus far, and a little bit more about extras and that's what's going on in camp, that is, as I garbled up those words. So, Rich Gannon, our quarterback, MVP, uh, going to CBS, NFL on CBS. So, I believe he's going to be on the uh, East Coast affiliate. Uh, that's where he lives, out in Michigan. So uh, good luck to Rich. I uh, wish him all the best. He should be announcing some formal retirement here pretty soon. We've been hearing about it for quite some time. But good for him. I think he'll do a great job. If he has the intensity he does on the field, he should be very successful. Travian Smith, linebacker, gone from the Raiders from a knee injury that he sustained last season. Well, you know, it was kind of a big question mark anyway. Um, you could see at the draft, we're working that way. We're looking for linebackers and looking for uh, people to fill that position. It was a pretty bad injury last season, and they weren't sure he was going to be able to come back anyway. Um, and hats off to Travian, good player. He sacrificed quite a bit here for the Silver and Black. And adios is what i got to say is thanks for playing. Okay, camp report. Uh, Jerry Porter. Uh, had a sustained a knee injury, and he's getting an MRI. Now, the coaching staff has played this down, and I will play it down as well because I haven't heard anything more about it, and I don't believe um, it's that serious. However, any injury is serious to me because I'm just like you are because I remember training camp not too many seasons ago where we lost every player practically, and our season was 4-12, and 12, and that sucked. So, but it doesn't look like that. that's going to happen here. Jerry Porter's got a little knee owie, and they're going to MRI it, I'm sure, because, you know, he is a million-dollar man, and they got to take care of him. 
So Ron Curry is a day-to-day also because he's still recovering from his injury. However, he does look very good. Uh, Woodson, he also has um, he's day-to-day. Of course, he sprained his hamstring and he's trying to make it make it around. And he's doing a good job. He's coming in day-to-day. So you know he he's got a good sense of humor. And there's a story about him a little further on in the podcast. Carlos Francis, another one with a ham ham hammy injury. So. None of these are bad. None of these are season-threatening. They're not even threatening the uh, preseason. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. That's just what's happening so far in the injury report. And what this tells me, Raider fans, is that these guys are practicing. They're hitting hard, and they're mean business. And the tempo so far in this in this camp has been very positive. And I must say, Raider fans, correct me if I am wrong, and believe me, I expect some emails if I am. This team is got some magic going on and i don't like to use the word magic loosely but uh, i think you all know the word quan and i think quan is what this team has it has a little bit of everything it has a positive attitude i like the way the players are joking around i do like the way that the intensity of the camp is going i like that the coaches are smiling and there's not a lot of <clears throat> there's not a lot of speculation about the camp you know, they always have to be, you know, Norv is the guy who answers no questions. He'll go round and around and around and around when you look at Norv Turner, and he'll never answer a direct question. I mean, pretty rare that he answers a direct question. You listen to the guy, and he's a great spin doctor. I mean, he would have, he would have been a politician if he wasn't a coach. Uh, you know, that's his job to keep everybody kind of happy and be the political guy, and that's fine. However, in his voice this year, I do notice a little bit of an up-tempo, and I also think I see that from the coaching staff. Uh, Raider fans, you better get your tickets because we're going to have a hell of a season this year. <clears throat> Let's look at some rookie reports, and this is just from interviews and things that I've read and seen. Uh, Fabian Washington's been returning, returning punts, and we all knew that he'd probably do that along with Stanford Route. They're probably both going to switch the punt returns responsibilities because they're both very, very fast. <clears throat> so it takes a special person to run head-on into a crowd of raging maniacs who want to take off your head. Um, that's what I, I consider a kickoff return to be like. Now, some are very good and some are bad. It's a natural thing. Either you got it or you don't. Um, I expect Fabian Washington will do good. You, don't, you won't really won't know that until he gets on the field. He's practicing with the second unit along with Stanford Route, who's also practicing with this, the second unit. Stanford, I'm, I'm looking at a little closer than Fabian, to be honest with you. Um, the camp reports on Stanford are that he is quick to the ball even if he's beat. In other words, if he's beat and the guy looks like he's getting away, Stanford route can catch him before the ball gets to the, the player. Now, that kind of quickness, that's the speed and actually the, the mental toughness that this position takes. You really have to have your mind into the game and know what's happening to make these kind of moves. Uh, it looks like Washington's doing pretty good too. So these two guys, we look to, you know, perhaps contribute this year. I'm hoping uh, we can get some work out of them this season. Andrew Walker, our third-string quarterback, I will say, because that's not official yet, but I'll probably say it because he's going to be throwing. He's throwing the ball very well now. He did come in with a shoulder injury from the draft which is completely healed, completely 100%. So he's passing well, and he's passing strong. He's six foot six, Man, he can hurl the ball. 
So it looks good for him. I'm glad to see he's not showing any problems from that shoulder. And he's definitely going to make the team because he's going to be our number three guy, <clears throat> I would tell you. Kirk Morrison, very good possibility that he could start this year. Uh, he's aggressive and he's a to-the-ball guy. They really are impressed with him. And he looks like he might, he might start um, at linebacker. So... I told you guys before that Kirk Morrison, the guy from San Diego State, you got to look after, watch this guy, and sure enough, he's producing, and it looks like he'll be a producer this season. Look for him. Ryan Riddle, he is an animal in disguise, this guy. He's very, very cool, um, but he does break out with the emotion. I saw him on an interview, and he's a good kid. He looks he looked really impressive in uh, the camp. And mentioned several times by North Turner to be a producer. So I look for Ryan Riddle. He's, he's, they're switching him to a linebacker position. It looks like that's where he's probably going to be. He's getting used to it because he was a defensive tackle before. So there you go. Ryan Middle doing good. Now, Pete McMahon. Now, I thought he was going to do well because he was a good kid. Uh, all the interviews with him were very positive. However, he's not very impressive. So, Pete. You better get on it, brother, because you might not make the team is what I'm hearing. Uh, he probably will, but at this early in camp, you never know. Maybe he's just going through some some heebie-jeebies or something like that. Okay, well, let's talk about our new offensive line coach, Jim Coletto. What a great interview. He is a no-nonsense coach. He is an old-fashioned coach. And he's a screaming and a yelling coach because that's what he's doing at camp. And I love the guy already. You know, his quote in his interview was, he wants the nice guys off the field and he wants the mean ass guys. He, he was like uh, making excuses for saying ass, but I'm glad he said it. Mean ass guys on the field. This is a game that has not changed in decades, he says. It's a game of aggressiveness and it's a, a, a game of of physical power you know he talks about how he's going to make this offensive line a running line uh, an attacking offensive line a uh, blowing holes for lamont jordan and uh, justin fargus to run through uh, as far as he was asked a, a question about the offensive line how they feel about not getting credit for performing their job well you know i think the fans know uh, i mean we're not it's it's blatantly obvious that the people who get the glory of course are the wide receivers the running back the quarterback and all that you know that's obvious however i think it's not lost on the raider fan the importance of the offensive line considering that the raiders had the best one of the best 10 offensive lines in history in the 70s um that is that's not lost on the oakland raider fan i'll tell you that right now anyways getting back to the uh the interview <clears throat> He knows, and he says, the heart and soul of this team starts with the offensive line and the defensive line. And I think that's a great statement. It can't be said enough. And the way he said it, you could see it in his eyes. He goes, you could do all the X's and O's you want, but unless the offensive line is working, then nothing's going to happen. And you can believe that because we've seen that before, Raider fans. We've seen that the last two years. Last year was better, Okay. But the year before, it really sucked. We had too many injuries. Last year, our offensive line started to solidify the last seven games, except for the last game. That was kind of disheartening, but, you know, what are you going to say? Um, 
but the offensive line was starting to key up, and now we've got some things going on. Uh, he also said, when the offensive line does their job, you know it. And when they don't do their job, they know it then too. He talks about a lot of athletic guys like Langston Skywalker, Jake Rove. Uh, he likes his offensive linemen to knock people around and enjoy it while they're doing it. I like that. He's an aggressive coach, and he, he's very, very, very aggressive. He's an emotional guy, he says, and he's not afraid to admit it. Uh, I think we should keep an eye on this guy and the sideline Raider fans because he's going to be one of those coaches that screams and yells and gets his guys fired up on the offensive line. Um, he has quite a lot of experience. He was uh, the offensive line coach for the Super Bowl winning uh, Ravens, Baltimore Ravens, which is pretty substantial, I would have to say. He also coached, uh, head coach of a Rose Bowl team that won. He also played in a Rose Bowl team in 1965 when UCLA played with uh, Michigan State. He coached at Purdue and Fullerton, and he's a native of San Francisco. So he's also in the UCLA uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. He's no slouch. He played the game. He played, he played very well. And I think that uh, this guy here will be an incredible asset to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, considering that Jamal Lewis had the second-best rushing history of 2,066 yards in a game, okay? So, I mean, I mean in a season, not in a game. What am I talking about? So, if you see this guy and you see his interview or you, you see any pictures of him, you'll see he's a very emotional guy. I think the Raiders did an excellent job grabbing this guy as a coach. And I am happy to see him out on the field. And you should be too, Raider fans, because let me tell you, <laughs> this Jim Coletto guy, he means business. And I like him, and I think we should be uh, very happy that Al Davis, uh, Mr. Davis, took, took this guy and, and got him into the, the Oakland Raiders. Okay, well, we're going to move on to... Observations of the offense so, so far in training camp. Um, I told you guys about the energy in camp, and there's always going to be, every year, you know, they go on about how this is different and that's different. I just see it as a fan. I just see it's different. Uh, the Raiders locked themselves down pretty tight, unlike some teams, like the Vikings. They got kids running around. They got families. You know, there are picnics in the stands. It's totally different. You know, Al Davis does not want people knowing what's happening with the Oakland Raiders. And power to Mr. Davis. Okay. Now, with the new offensive line scheme, they've really picked up the tempo this year. And Collins got into the rhythm last season, the last seven games. He got into rhythm finally, throwing the ball sooner than later. And I remember I've told you guys that this guy is a second, second-and-a-half late quarterback thrower. Well, what I've been hearing from camp is that he's really pulled that second and a half back to a normal kind of pastime or hold the ball time, however you want to call it. Um, you don't want to be holding the ball for no six seconds because, you know, you're looking for trouble. So last year at the beginning of the season, he held the ball way too long, got sacked, a lot of you know interceptions. We all saw that. And, of course, this year it looks like he's improved. Now that is something to 
I I hope to see that. But that's something something that they observed during the training camp. So I hope that's that's good. I mean, it, it seems to be good. I haven't seen it, but I hope I hope he's doing it. Okay, so. With Porter out now with the MRI on his knee, I don't think he's going to be out very long. Like I said, it's not not going to be that significant. We're hoping, I'm hoping, and praying. I know the rest of the Raider Nation's praying too. But if he's out of practice for any time, you know we do have uh, Curry, uh, we have uh, Gabriel, uh, we have Ron Stone, we have Johnny Morant. We have other wide receivers that will pick up the tempo and step into those positions, and there shouldn't be a skip at all. Um, I like Porter. He's a great personality. What a guy. He's funny. Okay. Let's see. Moss missed two passes. That was a big bunch of news. Well, big deal. Okay. He dropped two passes. Holy crap. What do you expect? I hope, you know, I hope he drops 10 passes in, in, in training camp. As long as he doesn't drop any during the season, I could care less. But, of course, being here in the 49er media heaven, you have to listen to stuff like that. You know, I was, I was watching uh, the news today, and I think it was Channel 4. And you know what? All They did all 49er news, and they did nothing on the Oakland Raiders. It was all how the 49ers are going to come out. And what was their record last year? What was it? 14-2? Is that what it was? I think so. Well, they suck, Okay. And the Bay Area media better get it together because, you know what, the Oakland Raiders are going to the show. And even if they don't give them any love, the Raider Nation podcast is going to give the Raider Nation love and the Raiders love because that's why I'm out here, because we get no love out here from the media in the Bay Area. That pisses me off. I see it, and it just frustrates the living crap out of me. And I know if you're a Bay Area person and listening to my show, you can relate totally to that horse shit about the local news media. Excuse my language. Okay, let's see. Grove is at center. Like, uh, he moved to center, and they all knew he was going to move to center in training camp. And Adam True, who did do the snapping for most of the season last year, he's going to move to the long ball snap. And you know what? He's a veteran. He's been around a long time, and Adam's a class act. All he wants is the team to succeed. And he, you know, of course he's upset that he doesn't get to center, it's like being kicked out of your niche here. However, he will be on the team because he is the long ball guy, and he's contributing. Right on, Adam, for not being a cryberry. Gallery's going to be at right ta tackle, and a guard's going to be Langston Skywalker. Now, that combination should do excellent to blow out some holes. Uh, Langston is a monster, and he's going to move some people around. And with his new coach... Man, I'm telling you, our offensive line is going to be brutal, and I like it. The nice thing about it is we got a great coach, and we have some great young talent. Uh, the injuries should be definitely not there this season. So that's kind of a, a little tay-to-tay on the offense of what's happened here in, in training camp. Uh, there's a lot of battling for positions on the offense, uh, even though it's not as open as the defense is. Uh, there's a lot of positions. You know, there's uh, free safety. Um, that's still open, the, up for grabs, because Gibson was never really very good even when he was a first-round pick in 2001. So we'll see if he makes it or if Anderson makes it. Uh, they're going to battle for that position. Um, 
Defense. Okay, I was talking about it already. Uh, Sapp and Washington will both be moved to the inside. Well, no kidding. I think most of the Raider Nation knew that was a smart move from the beginning, and they're finally doing it. Thank goodness. And if Sapp ain't making it happen, you got Tommy Kelly. It was very impressive last season with four sacks, so he's a pusher, and he's better this season than he was last year. We also have Bobby, uh, Bobby Hamilton, which is also – they're going to probably rotate in for um, – Bobby Hamilton will will go in for Washington or, or Sapp if they're tired. These guys will be on a rotation uh, to keep the defensive line fresh. Now, Bobby Hamilton has not been impressive in camp thus far. You know, we'll see. He better be impressive this season on the field. That's all I can say. Derek Burgess. Awesome. Let me tell you that he is sacking Collins a lot or whoever else is throwing the ball. He's getting through the line, and our offensive line is pretty damn tough. So I believe Derek Burgess brought it all and is bringing it all right here to the Raider Nation and to the Raiders. And Derek Burgess is going to be a force on our defense and going to probably change things up for other teams. Um, I talked about Fabian Washington, um, and I talked about Stafford Route already. The Stafford Route, of course, is showing some very, like I said, quickness and recovery. If he missed the, the coverage, and he's right on the guy as soon as he realizes he misses it. Uh, these are good football traits, and they're good things for young players like this to have. It's a natural thing. You can't teach somebody that. Okay? Um there's no news on uh, Jay Foreman. You know, I'm kind of wondering what's going on with him. He's been real quiet in there. Uh, we have a couple of other rookies that we're not, you know, they're they're not standing out. So we're just going to have to wait and see if they they make the team or what happens because we still got more days to come. We got 30 days of camp, so there's a whole lot more coming. On the second day, Al Davis came to camp, so Al Davis is getting around Raider Nation. He's still out there doing it. I mean, not only is he watching practice on his film, I mean, on his uh, eight, nine TVs that he has in his office, he uh, he goes to the camp. And he's been doing this since he had the team. So this is nothing new for Mr. Davis. He takes a very big interest in his team. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to go on a little tangent right now and talk about Al Davis. Um, Mr. Davis is a just a football player's uh, owner. If you're a player, then you want an owner like Al Davis. He does not scrimp. He does not scrimp on equipment. He does not scrimp on accommodations. He doesn't scrimp on food. He doesn't scrimp on anything. Mr. Davis runs a high-class organization. And uh, if you didn't get the chance to listen to um, John Vela's interview, Al Davis goes the extra yard for his players because he wants his players to be comfortable and know that he wants them to concentrate on nothing more than football and production on that field. And thus the reason for the high class. And Randy Moss said it when he came and signed with the Raiders. He talked about what a class organization the Oakland Raiders is. And that starts with Mr. Al Davis because if it wasn't for Al knowing about the player and knowing about the game and being involved totally in the sport, uh, the Raiders wouldn't be where they are right now. 
I have no doubt. Uh, we are very fortunate, Raider Nation, to have an owner like Al Davis. If you take a look at the other owners in the league, the missing owners, the John Yorks of the NFL, uh, you know, the Yorkies of the NFL, as you may. Um, good. I'm glad they're out there because it just shows how much better the Oakland Raiders are for having a gentleman like Al Davis. I mean, he's quirky, all right? Everybody knows. What am I going to say? He's not perfect. I mean, I'm not going to paint him out to be an angel. But as far as football goes, and I am a fan, and I appreciate him running this team the way he does. And you know what? I disagree with some of the things he's done, he's done in the past, and so have you, Raider fans. But you know what? That doesn't take away of anything of the victories and the great moves that this man has made uh, for this team throughout the season and for the NFL in general. Uh, great managing partner of the Oakland Raiders, and I am very, very pleased and happy that Al Davis is still here and going strong. Al, I hope you live for another 100 years, damn it, and I hope to see you go to another two or three Super Bowls before you hang it up. So anyways, he came to camp, and as he's walking around camp, because Al gets right in there with everybody, he shouts out to Woodson, Hey, MIA. Uh, he's shouting to Woodson because, you know, he's he's working every other day because he's, he's on and off because of his injury. Um, and, you know, he's bantering back and forth. He goes, uh, hey, MIA, MIA to Woodson. And uh, he goes, I should have put you on the kickoff return team. And Woodson screams back at him and says, oh, good, you read my mind. That's where I really wanted to be. And they kind of chuckled and, and he also said, didn't you feel my presence here, Mr. Davis? You know, you had to feel me because, you know, I have a presence when I'm here. And uh, him and Al bantered back and forth. See, that's pretty cool. The Raider, the, Ra the Raider, even though there might be some sparks here and there, Al Davis knows how to talk to the team. He also talked to uh, Randy Moss a long time, uh, talked to Lamont Jordan. He mingled with the players. Now, Raider fans, I'm telling you, this is an owner of a team. This is a guy who puts his, his money where his mouth is and his ass where his mouth is, right there on the field, right there in camp, making sure things are done the right way, not just paying someone else to run the team and then you go off and do something else. We love you, Al. We love you, Al Davis. You are awesome. Okay. Well, that's the show for tonight, Raider fans. I just hope you enjoy it. And I want to encourage you all to visit my website at www.raidernationpodcast.com and vote for me on Podcast Alley. It's a new month, and we have to vote every month. So, Raider fans, if you're listening to my voice and you appreciate the show, I hope you tune in and turn on and pick me on the Podcast Alley. Also, all my shows are on there. I want you to visit my website if you have any pictures or any events, uh, any events that are going on in your neighborhood or your neck of the woods. I want to encourage you to send me an email, send me some pics. I will shout it on out on the show. I want to give a shout-out to my brother, my very special brother, uh, Harvey Robinson, who is awesome. He's awesome. He's uh, I work with him. He's a Raider fan, consummate Raider fan, and he takes... He's been taking heat for the 49ers like the rest of us for years in the Bay Area. Well, you know what? The worm has turned, man. And now it's the 49ers' turn to suck the back end. And so I look forward to us kicking their ass 
uh, in the preseason. Even with our third string, I hope we can go in there and work them over and show that the Oakland Raiders mean business and all those media types up there can spin it any way they like. But the Oakland Raiders are back here, folks. So I encourage you all to get ready because football is here, Raider fans. And it's time to warm it on up. And if you're a fan in Philadelphia or in Arizona, if you're a fan in Pennsylvania or Canada or in Mexico or even in Italy, hell, in England, wherever the hell you are, I just send a shout-out to you here from the Raider Nation podcast and Raider Greg your host, because our team is going to do great things this year, and I think we are all are going to enjoy it very, very much. So remember, as a fan, look for those booster clubs. They're all over the place, and if you don't have one in your area, make one, because if there's two Raider fans in a room, there's a booster club, and you can get a lot of stuff happening. It's a lot of fun. Get your friends over. You have tailgates. You get other Raiders from other parts of the country to come and visit with you. Hell, they got a bunch of people. Shit, I think there's 20 people going to New England for the New England opener from here. And you know what? They're welcome with open arms over there at the New England uh, Raiders Boosters. That's what's so cool about being an Oakland Raider fan. It's one of many things. But it's a Raider Nation, Raider Nation, and that's right. And there's nothing that can stop it, not this time, because we're coming back, baby, this year. So wear your silver and black now, man. Put it on now and be proud, because we're going to come back with a vengeance and show everybody in the NFL that the Oakland Raiders are going to the show. I want to thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for enjoying my podcast. I hope you do. And have a good evening. And stay safe out there. And I'll be coming back to you pretty quick with some more Raider news for your Raider fix on the Raider Nation podcast. Good night.